Welcome to Organizing with Ease. I'm Zenit Siman with Firefly Bridge Organizing. And I'm Deanna Mall with Ease to Clutter. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. We're starting our back-to-school preparations this week. And this year, we want to help you reduce your stress during back-to-school season by telling you what we've learned that kids can do themselves to get ready for the first day of school. Stay tuned. Just as we're getting the hang of summer vacation, Deanna, school's about to start up again. No, don't tell me that. I can't believe it. Summer summer gets shorter and shorter each year, doesn't it? It does. It does. I think that's exactly, I think that's exactly what, especially if you have a, like a busy planned summer, it makes it even go faster. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, it Mm -hmm. seems that Every year, we're told to get the school supplies list and start shopping, get going on the uniforms or new school clothes, figuring out what doesn't fit them anymore, get the kids' study spaces ready, basically completely switch our kids' lives from vacation mode to school mode. But after many, many years of back to school, (laughs) you and I, Deanna, we believe that the best way for our kids to be ready for the first day of school is to have them prepare themselves. It's not only up to us as parents. When you allow your child to take the lead on back to school preparations, not only will it reduce your stress, it will help your child to build their confidence as they head into a new classroom. The kids are also less likely to feel the shock of the first day when they're fully immersed in the preparations for a few weeks before school starts. We tend to take on so much for our kids as their parents, but here's an area where it benefits both you and your children to take a step back, don't you think? I do. And I think one of the simplest examples that I can think of right now, Zenit, is selection of the backpack. It's all about the oh, backpack. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, sure. I have to say that, of course, when my girls were younger, um, they had kind of not really that much of a say, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but it was more of a practical, you know, um, of of the backpack. But now it's all about the style. It's all about the color. But it's also about the functionality. So now, you know, the kids have to take so much or sometimes they don't have to take only their computer and maybe like a notepad or something like that. But um, I do think that it is important that they choose their own backpack and, of course, the infamous pencil pouch. And so I can honestly say that both of my girls have their backpacks ordered, ready to go. I think my younger one, as she's preparing to go to high school, the only item right now that's left is pencil pouch. Well, and they're very particular about the number of pockets and compartments and all that kind of thing. I think it's great. I would be too, I think. I think so too. It's I mean, because it's a statement, right? It's basically they have to take it with them and they have to carry it. And it needs to, I mean, and nowadays they have to carry either their iPad or their computer. So you have to make Mm -hmm. sure that that backpack has that extra padding. Yep. So, cause you know, the younger ones don't need it. So they have, that's a different type of a backpack, but the, for the older ones, uh, that's, you know, they, you do have to look into that. Today, we'd like to give you ideas about tasks that your kids can take on at various ages for the preschoolers and kindergartners. Once you have the supply list from their teacher, have them shop your home. That's correct. In your home to find some of the items. There's likely 
that you probably have a box of crayons left over from last year or a favorite pencil that they like to keep and put in their pencil pouch. I think that this is not that this not only shows them that they're helping you create a shopping list of their things that you don't have, but it teaches them that reusing and recycling is normal and expected. Even if that box of crayons isn't brand spanking new, it's still usable for school. Also, doing a supply search at home teaches some math skills. So you're ready? Yeah. If the teacher asks for 10 pencils, but you only have five, have your little one tell you how many you'll need to buy. Um, yeah, that's okay. and that's then, fun. That's fun, right? Yeah. And then another important task the youngest kids can do is to have a few, a few practice days. And what do I mean by that? I mean by wake them up as if they're going to school, have them get dressed in their uniform or school clothes, have them eat the breakfast, and then drive them to the school to see the entire process. Make it fun for them. Have them prepare their backpack the night before, point out landmarks along the route to school and things of that nature. I think it's super important. I think it's kind of fun to do. And then also you as parents can see how long that light is before you cross the highway. Uh, By the way, because it's it does take, if you're behind that red light and it takes at least 10 minutes to change, it might be a little bit tardy. And by the way, experts suggest that we establish school, bedtime, and wake-up times, you ready, Zenith? About two weeks, not two days before the first day of school to allow the kids, yes, to sleep schedules to adjust so that they're not completely exhausted the first week of school, which is a recipe for tantrums and bad moods all around. Oh my gosh. Okay. And I think that's true of not only the kids, but the parents too, right? Oh, for sure. For I'm <laughs> I'm I, I listed myself already. Like I didn't even have to mention it. I'm just letting you all know that I'm part of that morning routine. So yes. Oh uh, yes. my gosh. The two that's, weeks before the first two day. Two weeks. Yes. I think that's fair. Like I I know I'm gonna have to change my schedule around a lot. So I think that's totally fair. We need to be prepared for waking up early and not being totally cranky. I know I can be cranky if I don't get enough sleep. Just ask my family. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So now for the early, for the primary grades, right? First through about fifth grades, they can help not only with the school supplies, like the younger preschoolers and kindergartners, but they can do a few more things. They can go through their clothes and organize them for the new school year. And an easy way to have them do that is to have them make three piles, okay? One pile is the clothes that fit and that they still wear. The second pile are clothes that still fit, but they won't wear anymore. Some kids have a really strong sense of what they will and won't wear. And so I think it's important for us to listen and understand them and try to comply with their preferences within reason, of course. Um, And then the third pile is the clothes that just don't fit them anymore. And then they can help you with passing on the clothes that they won't wear anymore or that uh, are too small. And they can pass those on either to other family members or by donating them. And then together, you can create a list of what they still need for school. Another thing that they can do is to review their class list early so they can adjust to who will be their classmates this year. You can help them set up a play date or two if you think it'd help them to have a connection with someone else in the class before school starts. 
And at about third grade, I had my kids start to help prepare their own lunches. So they brought lunch to school every day, and I would give them a set of choices for the week, and they would put together their lunches the night before. Now, sometimes it was all me if they had activities or they were busy, whatever, but it was always the same rotation of lunch options. So if you think about it, if you provide a choice of fruit, some veggies like carrot sticks, celery sticks, grape tomatoes, things that are easy for them to eat at school, and then the main item like a sandwich or a wrap or pasta or whatever, then they can easily grab one thing from each category and pack their own lunchbox. And also at about third grade, I had my kids begin their, to email their teachers themselves if they had questions. About third grade is when my kids received iPads through the school, and so they had an email address. And I started out, we started out by, I dictated every email to them, (laughs) everything, like, dear Mrs. So-and-so, I don't remember what homework was. Can you tell me where online I can find it? Thank you, name of student, you know, that kind of thing. So totally dictating the first time because they just don't know what to write at all. But then we quickly moved on to only reviewing the email before they sent it. And as they grew older, of course, I taught them how to follow up if they didn't get a response. And so by the time they got to high school, they were fully in charge of school communications. And if they forgot to follow up, well, that was their issue to solve. Either they would have to schedule a meeting with a teacher and that kind of thing. But that's all by the time they got to high school. But it begins right now in these primary grades. Yes. And I can't believe that we actually have to talk about it because the kids are now starting everything so much younger than when we were growing up, right? Yes. So, yes. so, so it's really, it, it is important. Um, and that email, the correspondence is, is how they communicate, especially when they, the kids get older. So yeah. even, you know, like you had mentioned, uh, in middle school and high school, as they grow older to teach them salutations, please do that because, you know, text messaging doesn't cut it. They, they do shorthand. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they Mom, do can you pick me up is not yeah, going like, to cut it when you need right, your teacher exactly. to answer a question. <laughs> or like, or like, LOL. I mean, I don't LOL. know. <laughs> so now, exactly. exactly. So now from sixth to eighth grade, the middle school years, we can actually, you know, up those expectations. And we, by what, by like how, like, how can we do that? By, well, let's see, let have, let's have them do their own laundry and put them away and organize it mm-hmm. in their own closet. Create a menu of foods that they want to eat at lunch. Cause now they're, you know, that their, their food palette is, uh, getting a light, a little bit like selective, at least in my right, house. Right. So there's, well, also for the snacks as well. You know, you want to be yeah. able, because you always want them to be able to eat on these long days at school. So what they have in their lunch boxes is really important that they like what they have. Otherwise they'll go without eating. Um, set their schedules after school, sports, activities, homework, going to friends' houses. Continue, here we go, continue the email practice to teachers and coaches. Mm-hmm. Organize and plan their clothes and gear for any sports, drama practice, etc. On-time laundry, making sure that there's, you know, the sports shirts available for the next day. <laughs> um, right. Organize the storage so that they can always find what they need for each practice and not to forget anything or let you know also if there's some items that need to be replaced. So I don't know about you, but in our house, uh, the sport for my girls is tennis. What about you, Zena? 
What sport have, do you have? We have soccer. Right you now. have soccer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I could say that for us, we have bags, tennis bags, but we have backup. And if okay. if the girls are, you know, short somewhere, whatever, then, you know, they have it backup. But if they take something out of that reserve bag, they mm-hmm. have to make sure that that item goes back into the bag because that's why it's called an emergency backup. Yes. But that's not our responsibility. Like that's not my husband or, you know, that's not our responsibility. We have the bag because of the fact that, you know, we also have the bandages, the extra socks and things of that nature. But we had an aha moment where we look in the bag and I get, well, did you look in the bag? And I said, yes, I looked in the bag. Do you looked in the bag? I looked in the bag, but it's not my responsibility to make sure that everything is in that bag. Lo and behold, Mm -hmm. one item that was not in the bag because, unfortunately, my daughter thought that the sneakers were underneath the seat off to the side. And no, no tennis shoes for tennis. No tennis shoes for tennis. (laughs) And so what are the odds that somebody has a certain size for for sneakers? So Uh, not happening. Not happening. So lesson learned the hard way. That will never happen again. Right. Ugh. Yes. Well, for us, the practice has been my son comes in uh, after soccer practice, and he for many years now, I, I don't remember if it was sixth grade or maybe even fifth grade. Um, but for, you know, ever since he was quite young, he would come home and I'd show him, here's the spray for your shoes because, oh my goodness, those cleats smell terribly. The, <laughs> he's a goalie. The goalie gloves stink. Here's the spray for the goalie gloves. And he washes his own goalie gloves. And then his practice clothes go immediately right there in the laundry room, immediately into the washing machine. He runs the machine. He hangs up his clothes, um, you know, before he goes to bed. So they dry before the next day. He packs his bag. He has a list of five things. So he goes through his mind. One, two, three, four, five. It's, I don't remember what it is. Shin guards, water bottle, gloves, and two more things. I don't remember what they are. Maybe cleats and sneakers. I, I don't remember. But- He has this list of five things that he goes through in his mind every day before he goes to practice to make sure that everything is in his bag before he heads out. And so, and we've made it very clear, look, if you forget your shin guards, without shin guards, they're not allowed to practice. So if he gets to the field and there are no shin guards in that bag, we are not going to be calling around and asking if anyone has an extra pair of shin guards. But shin guards are easier than Sneakers. Sneaker, if you yes. your sneakers, that's it. Nobody's got an extra pair of sneakers. But if you get shin, if you forget shin guards, likely one of his teammates has, has an extra pair. So you know those. But but he knows that it's his responsibility, and the coaches tell them it's their responsibility. You know, it's not mommy and daddy's no. um, responsibility anymore. Middle by middle school, they are able to take care of that. You should not be the one packing their backpacks or their sports backpacks. No. And they, I mean, and, and, you know, now, I mean, like for, for my girls, you know, like for the tennis, there's always the outfit, the uniform, you know, what to wear, what, to, what, and mm-hmm. I don't know that. I don't know like what right. is required. Right. I don't know. I'm not on the field or I'm, the field. I'm not on the tennis court or, you know, off to the sidelines of with the coaches and what they're saying, you know, you need to wear right. the white shirt. Or right. if you go, if, you know, there's a plane against a game, um, you know, yep. the, they want it. So bottom line is, 
They need to take care of it themselves. Shift that responsibility. Shift. As and they feel good about it. Have, They'll feel good about it. They'll they feel good do, about it. They do. And and we we have to remember, I mean, every child is different. So yes. their you know, maturity level is different. But when yes. you see your child is at that level and you should be trying to lift him to that or her to that mm-hmm. level, you know, as, as soon as possible, because mm-hmm. they need to be responsible for those things. The last thing you need is to forget something and then it's all your fault. Some of that responsibility needs to rest on your child now to make them more independent. And so I think it's important before they get to high school that they have some of those responsibilities in place. So right. I think it's a really good idea. Okay, so then in high school, the ninth to 12th grades, we're really prepping them for independence, right? So we can do, they can do everything that we've talked about for the younger kids, plus they are fully in control of their daily school and sports communications. And they should also now begin discussing their sports practice schedules, their game schedules, activities, and whatever social events they have, if you want to go out with friends and so on, discuss those with the family and they need to add them to the family calendar Oh, yes. because it does no good for them <laughs> to know that they're they have a, a group going out on Friday night, but they don't talk to you or look at the family calendar beforehand and find out that we already have something planned with, as a family on Friday. And so we're going to tell them, no, you can't go out with your friends. We already had this scheduled. So we, we ha- they, we, that has to become a habit for everyone to put every activity that that they have into a family calendar as well as if they have their own individual planner or something that they're putting things in there. And just a reminder too, that between 10th and 11th grade, prepping for SATs takes big chunks of time before October, uh, the PSATs in October, right? So that's taking up a lot of their time. So we need to be mindful of that, not to, you know, overload the family calendar. And then in the spring, we've got AP exams, we've got prom. So those things are going to be taking up a big chunk of their time as well. So let's, let's be conscious of that. And then the senior year, of course, is all about college applications or determining what they're going to be doing instead uh, and creating a roadmap for those things, whether it's they're going to take a gap year, they're going to work full time, going to technical school, going to college, whatever it is, helping them to create a roadmap for that. Now, if you've helped them to follow the progression from preschool on up through high school, adding some of their responsibilities on year after year, then they're going to be prepared for whatever they face after graduation. And if you're seeing gaps in some areas, well, then you can work on those right now before school starts up this year. You know, teach them to do their laundry and not as a chore, but as a skill that they've gained. If you try to teach them and tell them, well, laundry is a chore, laundry is your job, you must do it. They're less likely as humans, (laughs) if somebody tells us you must do this, we're less likely to want to do it. But if you are presenting it to them as a skill that they are learning, that they're going to take onwards to college and beyond to be independent, they're more likely <laughs> to try to try it out, to try and see if they can get it done. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, because, yeah, absolutely, 100% <laughs> agree. Because <laughs> I know that if someone would tell me, you know, you have to, it just, it backfires. So can you imagine for your children, if you say this, must, 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 must. But laundry is, you know, as, a, as I've mentioned in the past, has been my nemesis, but that's why I have a, you know, I have a laundry schedule now um, yes. for yeah. the, for the week at the house and it's working. So, you know, whatever systems you have in place in your home, if, if you teach your children that it's part of just daily living and it's just part of the way that things are, of course, laundry sometimes 
you know, especially if your children are in sports, that has to be washed a little bit more frequently, uh, which right. is great, but they can learn themselves. So it would be a smaller load for them to learn mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to, you know, the towels, the bed sheets, and then the darks, the whites. So if they learn with just the basic of maybe just taking on the ownership of their, you know, uniforms and their sports clothes, that's a good start. Right. Right. right? Just and, and, and yeah. And full confession here, because my son has to, when he gets back from practice, it's, you know, nine o'clock, yeah. 30 at night. And he has to do that laundry that night because he has practice the next morning. It forces me to empty out the washer and the dryer. I have to have those empty for him because guess what? I don't want to wash his practice clothes (laughs) at night. So I make it a point that I'm done with, I'm doing laundry that day, whatever it is, I make it a point that I've emptied out the washing machine so that he can put his stuff in when he gets back. So it helps me to get it done too, right? I have a deadline. Absolutely. Yes, it does. (laughs) Our children do help us and um, they don't even know it, but that's exactly, no, 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 but that's okay. We don't need to tell them that. We definitely don't need to tell them that. Um, But it is, it is true that if the older that they get, if they take on those responsibilities, because in high school years, the, the demands and the stress that they have to go through. So if you do have that calendar in place, that actually is a really good starter. Uh, and we have a family calendar. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's all color coded. That's what we do. And <laughs> you go above and beyond. I Deanna. do because I, I just I, I love color coding. Um, it just makes yeah. my life a lot easier. Also, uh, for the family as well, because the other day I'll give you a good example. My daughter says, oh, I'm going to go out. And the other one's like, no, I'm going to go here. And my husband's like, oh, I'm going to go golfing. And I'm like, okay, well, did you all not look at the calendar? <laughs> and they, they, How many cars do we have so, in our house? Like, I mean, who's like, going to Uber? Who's going to Uber? And I said, um, okay, this is great that you all have these lovely plans. But uh, would it be possible that you could possibly just take your phone out and look at the calendar that we have planned? And they all said, Oh, it's this weekend? So. Oh, no. That's what Lesson happens. Learned. Lesson learned. You got to always make put it all in the calendar. It's it's a saving grace unless and then they're like, "Oh, I have to change my plans." I'm like, "Yep." And that's exactly yeah. how that works. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we hope today that we've given you like a lot of good ideas for for reducing the burden of back to school preparations on you and also reducing your kids stresses by having them take part in preparing for going back to school early enough right so uh thank you again for joining us today please leave us a quick review reviews help others to find our podcast and follow the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts so you will never miss a new episode and join us again next week for more organizing ideas and tips until next week 